what is special revelation? That's the question we're going to be discussing today on the Hero of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian Dombozik, Managing Editor of The Gospel Project, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. All right, so we're going to start our discussion today by reading the text of the Doctrine of Special Revelation as found in The Gospel Project. And just as a quick reminder for you, you can check out a video addressing this key truth of the Christian faith on gospelproject.com. So, uh, without further delay, here is the doctrine of special revelation. Special revelation refers to God revealing himself to humanity through historical events, his word, and through Jesus Christ. Through special revelation, human beings learn about God's character, his will, his purpose for creation, and his plan of redemption. Special revelation shows us the nature and character of God, and because God has revealed himself in this way, we can know him through a saving relationship with him in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So there's a lot there, Brian, um, but let's unpack this. So what is this doctrine ultimately about? Yeah, well, again, as you just said, it's it's about God revealing himself through events, the Bible, and Jesus yes. revealing himself to people. So at this point, we would contrast this with general revelation, which we've talked about on a prior episode. So if you've not heard that one, I'd recommend you go back and listen to that one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because these two really fit together. General revelation is in general, and it's not sufficient for salvation. Special revelation is more specific, and it is required for salvation. It's God revealing who he is and his plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. And so we see in Romans 10, for example, that that apart from hearing the gospel, apart from special revelation, you, you can't be saved. Right. Right. And that's that's an important truth. That's a hard truth as well, because we like to think about, well, either either two things, either justification by death— so you, if you die, you automatically go to heaven. Or if you're a good person, you go to heaven. But that's yeah. not what this says. What it says is that, that God has revealed a very specific way. And so um, we see that in Roman, that play out in Romans 10. We see, um, and we also see the call for us as God's people to go and tell this good news there. Um, because Paul says, who, who can know if they don't hear and who can, yep. and who is going to be able to tell them if they're not sent? And, um, and then he says, and how beautiful are the, are, are the feet of those who preach the good news? Um, and that's good. And that is a good reminder for us that, um, even before we start talking about this too much in depth, um, that there is a, that it has an urgency, uh, that that comes with it, um, a responsibility for us as God's people. Yeah. But um, where do we see this doctrine in Scripture? Well, one of the places is is back in Psalm nineteen seven through eleven. Again, Psalm nineteen one through six is a good picture of general revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting in verse seven through eleven, it shifts to 
special revelation. So Psalm 19 is a classic passage that is often used to describe both of these types of revelations. So right. let me just kind of read those verses, and then I want us to focus on what we see here, the descriptors of revelation, some adjectives that are used to describe it, and promises, because this is just a glorious passage here about the value of special revelation. So mm-hmm. it begins, the instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life, The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey, dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them, there is an abundant reward. So you, know, you look at that, Aaron, and, and just kind of look at some of the descriptors used of the Word of God, of special revelation. It's instruction, mm-hmm. testimony. Mm-hmm. So part of it, it's, it's God testifying to who he is, what yep. he's done, uh, precepts, instructions, uh, commands. So imperatives for us to do, to live out a life that's pleasing to him, yeah. that's fulfilling, that's abundant. Um, and, and so that's kind of the idea of, of what the, the special revelation, the word of God is. Mm-hmm. Now look at some of those adjectives because sometimes we push back on that. We got to be real and recognize a lot of people when they think of of spending time in the Word of God, for example, man, that's kind of dry, right? Um, academic. Do I? Right. I, I guess in, I'll have to. And instead, it's the the way that Psalm nineteen does this is it turns our have to to a get to. Yes. Especially when you think about these these think about these words. It's perfect. It's trustworthy. It's right, it's radiant, it's pure, enduring, reliable, righteous, more desirable than gold, and sweeter than honey. Those those last two alone are so packed. Yes. Because we don't, like, we don't, our attitude towards Scripture so often is that, you know, it's our, you know, it's our cough medicine. It's the stuff that tastes terrible going down. We know it's good for us, but scripture itself says, no, 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 no. This is a delight. And that's a key thing that scripture should delight us. Yeah. And and think about it. If you were to use those adjectives and and didn't tell somebody you're describing the Bible, if you say, hey, do you want something that is perfect, trustworthy? And and you go down that line and and you end with more desirable than gold and sweeter than honey. Do do you want that? Oh, yeah. Of course. And then you say, well, it's the Bible. You you have that. It's, It's God's word right here because through God's word, we might know him and understand what it means to be forgiven of our sin through Jesus Christ and enter into a relationship with him by faith. And therefore, is there anything in creation that is more desirable than gold and sweeter than honey than God himself, creator himself? And of Mm -hmm. course, the answer is no. He's the greatest good. Right. So it makes sense when we think about it that way, that man, spending time in the word of God, enjoying the, the revelation about himself that he gave us to know him, know his ways and be in right relationship with him is a good, good thing. Right. And it, But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't just stop as at descriptions and adjectives. It also, like the passage we just looked at, also has so many promises that, that scripture renews life. 
It makes us wise. It makes the heart glad. It makes the eyes light up. It warns us and it leads us to abundant reward. And and those are huge things for us to be thinking of. I don't think that we adequately understand just how good God's word is for us. I didn't for many years. When I was uh, a teenager, even a young adult, college age, I always looked at, at Bible study as a chore. It, it, it bored me. Um, I was okay going to you know Sunday school back in that day mm-hmm. um, and, and learning about it a little bit mm-hmm. for the hour or so and listening to pastor sermons was okay. Uh, but beyond that, I, I didn't experience this um, until God really started doing more of a work in my heart and mm-hmm. changing my, my heart about it, reorienting my thinking and coming to a deeper understanding, a better understanding of the truth of Psalm 19, 7 through 11. Right, right. And there are other passages too. Like, so Psalm 19 and Psalm 119 is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other ones in just thinking in the New Testament um, that that point to the, the, the reality of special revelation. Um, one of them deals with scripture outright, which is, of course, kind of the classic one that everyone points yeah. to. You know, it's your defeater verse on, you know, on objections toward the Bible. Um, uh, first, uh, Second Timothy three fifteen through seventeen. Um, you know, saying that that it's that scripture is inspired or breathed out by God and profitable for training and and all righteousness, (laughs) Um, all of these things, uh, equipping us um, uh, for um, as the people of God. Um, But other ones don't stop at the written word of Scripture. There's a couple more significant ones. Um, One, one, of course, is is John 1. And that whole first chunk of, you know, and it's kind of weirdly structured, you know, John random thinking kind of way, um, which I love, by the way, that he just kind of he starts in one place and he goes from somewhere else and he goes back to an idea. It's called free writing. Yes. And it all but it all ends up making sense together in the end, (laughs) more or less. Yes. um, That he is that he starts off and he says, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and everything was made through the word and there wasn't anything that wasn't made through the word. Um, and it says, and then he says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we talked a little bit about that um, a couple of a couple episodes ago um, when we were talking about uh, Solomon being commissioned to build the tabernacle as well. And so that is a a, a key reality that that we have to remember is is that special revelation is not just God inspiring people to write His word, and that would be enough for us in many respects, but. That ultimately, God revealed himself by entering into creation as Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's what, what the Bible is all about. Right. Uh, of course, that's all the, the scriptures the bear witness to Christ. It's, it's that story, yes, yeah. of God revealing himself to humanity 
to make a way, the way, to redeem us, to bring us back into relationship with him through Christ. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is what all the scripture is about. So it it makes sense that John is saying, look, I'm going to introduce you to the word who stepped into creation, Mm -hmm. the creator stepping into creation, so that he could live the perfect righteous life we could not die the death that we deserve to to die and then raise from the from the dead so that when we trust in him we're we are saved. Right. And so yeah, when it comes to special revelation, it's it we have to keep channeling it to Christ. It's all about the reason why we have scripture is not simply so we know there is a God as we are on our way to be uh, perishing for all of eternity right. apart from him is so that we can know there's a God who loves us and wants us to come to him through Christ. Right. And so Jesus is the perfect revelation of the Father. Right. Uh, that's what we see in Hebrews 1 right. as well. Right. And I was just going to say Hebrews um, Hebrews takes it to that next level and says, and says outright the commands that are in Scripture, the good commands that are there, Jesus is better than those yep. too because he's the one who fulfills them all for us. See, one of the things that we have to remember too about special revelation is that apart from Jesus, all it does is what general revelation does too, which is condemn us. Yes. Because it doesn't give us an unless Jesus is there, it doesn't give us what we need. It's the lesson of the Pharisees in the Gospels. Right. They knew the Old Testament. They knew it quite well. Right. And Jesus said to them, you search, you study the scriptures diligently thinking that in them you have eternal life, but you, but you're missing that they testify about me. Well, I guess this takes us to a couple of, of cautions in understanding this doctrine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that we can, you know, we, the, the Bible, of course, is, is, is a form of special revelation that we can know and know well. We mm-hmm. can understand it and still reject Christ. Mm-hmm. We, we see this all the time. We see it again in the Pharisees in, in, in the Gospels. Um, I remember I went to a secular school and my freshman year took an intro to the Bible course taught by somebody who was not saved. Um, <laughs> and, and she knew the Bible pretty well. She mm-hmm. knew it as literature. Yeah. But she was not saved. She didn't. She rejected Christ still. So it's not sufficient to know the Bible. Mm-hmm. It is to know the one the Bible is about. Yeah. Um, at the uh, at the same on the same note, you can know about Jesus and still reject him. Yeah. So lots of people know lots of stuff about him, but they don't actually know him. That was um, that was a, a huge problem with the Pharisees. That was a problem with some of the disciples as well, both both the first generation and the second generation disciples. Um, they knew they knew facts about him, or they knew or they had met him, but they didn't know him. Yeah, and and that's a and and that's a caution for us. Um, I mean, you and I, we we live and serve in the Bible Belt, and there is a you know the church that I'm a part of. We have uh, we have a way of describing the community that we're in, which is that it is an overchurched and undergospeled community. That, That's a good description. Yeah, there are a lot of churches, and there are a lot of f- churches filled with good and kind and kind people, but. There, there are a lot of people in those churches at the same time that are that don't know Christ, and they're not hearing about Christ, and they're not given, and they're not seeing His beauty and wonder and majesty. Yeah. 
And um, I don't want to sound like I'm shooting anybody because that's that's certainly not my intent here. Um, but it is something that we have to be cautious of, that as we're um, seeking to, to lead and disciple people, that what we don't want to do is we don't want to give them behave, Christian behaviors. We want to show them yeah. Jesus. Or, or just information transfer. Right. And I think that's what's so important here, especially if you understand special revelation in comparison to general revelation. Yep. Of course, general revelation again is is this idea that God reveals Himself, but it's it's not sufficient for salvation. Right. And you think, okay, well, that's what special revelation is. So just give me a Bible, and and somebody will be saved. No. Again, you you can know the scriptures and still be lost. You can still be dead in your sins. You can know of Jesus and still be dead in your sins. The work of the Holy Spirit is still required here. Right. Right. And and that's so important. Now. Here's a question. What difference should this doctrine make in our lives practically? Yeah, well, I think most apparently this should give us a, a passion and a desire to spend time reading God's word mm-hmm. so that we can know about him more. Uh, again, for those of us who've trusted in Christ, who have been redeemed, uh, we've been made new. We, we, we have the mind of God now, the capability to understand and get it. Uh, so for us, we can't read this book and turn away without being different, without being changed mm-hmm. by it. Right. So for us, it should give us this desire to 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 understand what Psalm 19 is talking about and see this as as precious gold, as desirable, right. um, and be drawn to it and spend time not just reading it, but studying it, meditating upon it, mining it for its riches, mm-hmm. um, not being sufficient with the surface level, uh, but pushing you know, beyond that, I was I was preaching recently in my church and, and just encouraged them. I said, we should never be satisfied with the what of Scripture. We should always yeah. be pushing to the why. Yeah. Because the why is where the heart of God is found. Right. And and on that note, that, that encourages us to focus on understanding how every event points to Jesus. Because that's the ultimate point of special revelation. It's not it's not just to know um, God's character and his will, but to know know him through Christ. And so we want to see when when Paul says that the rock um, that Moses struck was Christ. Well, how was he? How was that Christ? We want to understand that, and we want to see how David points us to Jesus. We want to see how Solomon points us to Jesus, both in his in his honoring attributes and in his and in his sinful ones. We want to see how God has been orchestrating all of these events through the entire life of of well, ultimately humanity, but how he was at work from beginning to end as he made humanity, as he, as he saved humanity from, um, from destruction in the flood, how he called Abraham and promised that he would send, that he would send an offspring, a child who would be a blessing to all the people of the world. And how he was at work through every step of the way beyond that through the rise of the kingdom of Israel to its destruction in the exile to the people's return um, through the dark times uh, where God was silent for 400 years as well up until the up until and including and beyond the arrival of the word himself, Jesus in the world we we want to know that and that's that's a beautiful thing that this doctrine points us toward 
And so if we can, if we can capture just a glimpse of that, that's something that we can share with other people too. Um, because when I, when I say that we've got, um, over-churched and under-gospeled communities, that means we have over-churched and under-gospeled people. And so the doctrine of special revelation, rightly understood, gives us an opportunity to reach them with the most important truth that they can know, which is the gospel itself. It's a good word. Let's end there. That's that's too good to end or not end on there. So let's just uh, let's call it a day with that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a sincere five star rating and review on Apple Podcast or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.